Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. This is an emergency podcast, so please, Nick, ring the emergency podcast alarm. Thank you. This is episode 121, but I can't tell you if I've ever been more excited to record a Fireside Nets podcast more so than I am right now, Nick, because August 23... 2022, I guess August 23rd is is how you correctly say it in the English language, Kevin Durant has recommitted to the Brooklyn Nets for the 2022-2023 season. Here is the statement from general manager Sean Marks. Steve Nash and I together with Joe Sy and Claire Wusai met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles yesterday. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership, focusing I'm sorry. Yeah, we are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. In other words, Nick, run it the fuck back. I mean, dude, they should legally change Joe's last name from Cy to cheer. Am I right? Because we're not sighing anymore. We're cheering. Don't make that face. That was a good joke. It was a terrible joke. Play. You need to be, you need to be more psyched. It was clever wordplay. Dude, I mean, this is huge. We're going to win a ship. And I, you heard it here first. Ben Simmons wins MVP this year. Okay. I just texted my, my buddy Corey at Barstool. Corey, if you're listening to this, you heard it first. So then the rest of these people listening now heard it second. Ben Simmons wins MVP. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to rescind my face from earlier. The Joe cheer joke. It was a pretty good joke. Not Thank bad. Thank you. Thank you. Not bad. No, this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, we saw that as soon as it popped up this morning. It's great news. Do we? I know we're going to talk about what we assume went on in that conversation, but conversation aside, it is a sigh, a Joe sigh of relief to hear that Kevin Durant is staying. I know we keep seeing news articles about Kyrie Irving expressing how serious he is about being a part of this organization and growing. Uh, we'll talk about that as well, but just overall great news. We're going to have the team back full throttle. Obviously, we lost a couple pieces. We gained a couple solid pieces as well. So, Great news all around. Uh, as much as we are frustrated and as much as Kevin Durant drives us crazy and we don't know what he wants or his intention is, he is an undoubtedly unbelievable basketball player, scorer, and game changer all around. Top five player in the NBA over the past 10 years. So ecstatic to hear this news. Excited to see what the Nets can put into action with this uh, roster. What else they're going to end up doing in terms of last minute pickups, trades, whatever. But we're building the team around a star and two other core players that make us a contender off the bat. So a few things I want to say. You're absolutely right. Nobody might ever know what happened in that meeting. There had to be some sort of airing of grievances between Kevin Durant and Sean Marks and Steve Nash. I mean, since, and you brought up Kyrie Irving, and and by the way, Kyrie reacted on Twitter with a meme of Kobe Bryant smiling on the court, which obviously Kyrie and Kobe were very close Um, he's got to be pumped. You know, this is his guy. This is his buddy, KD. But I think the second that Kyrie Irving and the news came out that him and the Nets 
were mutually invested in each other moving forward and that he was bought in and and the Nets, you know, we, we saw that report yesterday. The Nets were no longer, you know, taking trade calls on Kyrie Irving. And I saw that and I said, oh, Kevin Durant's coming back. There is no way that he's not going to want to play with Kyrie if the Nets are bought into Kyrie Irving. And, and we saw what happened when Kyrie didn't get the max and he opted into, the, you know, uh, the season next year with the Brooklyn Nets. A few days later, Kevin Durant requested a trade. And I think the thought process there was, if you guys don't believe in my guy, Kyrie, I want nothing to do with you. So when I saw that report a few days ago, I think that was extremely significant in Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman, then meeting with, with Sean Marks, Joe Sy, Steve Nash, and, and working out a deal for him to return. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm so pumped that now we're not only – so what does this mean, right? What does this mean for the Brooklyn Nets? It means a lot of things. 7-Eleven stays put in Brooklyn. These, these are the two biggest names to choose the Brooklyn Nets – in a long time since since you uh, might as well make me a slushy then i'm right, a slurpy seven i messed seven eleven yeah no that's that's funny slurpy jokes are great especially now um it's the summertime so it's seasonal no these are the these yeah. are the biggest two names that we've had on the team since we had joe johnson darren williams um paul pierce and kevin garnett brooke lopez and what, what was troublesome about kd possibly leaving was why would another superstar want to come play in brooklyn if we couldn't satisfy the biggest name we've had on this team uh, since those, those 2010 to 2013 years, or even dating back to Jason Kidd from 2001 or two to 2007. Um, this is so huge, not only for the Nets franchise next season, but for the overall attraction of playing in Brooklyn for the foreseeable future. So that's 100%, number one. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But can we also, I mean, this is great for the future, but can we also talk about what we thought went on in that conversation with Steve Nash, Josiah, Sean Marks, and Kevin do you, Durant? Do you want to role play? Because – no, we don't have to role play. But because I don't want to hear your KD impression for various <laughs> reasons. But it had to literally be KD saying we're going to be doing things my way or you're going to have to heavily take in my opinion into consideration for how this offense is run, for how this defense is run, for how this rotation is run, for who we're going to pick up, for who's going to be get playing time, for who you're going to re-sign. Yeah. Like this has have to become a full LeBron, Ty Lue, uh, Frank Vogel you know, situation – or, you know, wherever, Le- wherever LeBron plays, whoever the coach may be, for um, them deciding, okay, I know I'm the player, but I'm the face of this organization. What are you going to do to make me happy? And here's what I believe in. Because what it sounded like before was St- Kevin Durant thought Steve Nash was an inadequate coach, which I think we could all speak to. He thought Joe Sy and Sean Marks were inadequate in their admin roles uh, to run this organization as GM, as owner, what have you. So what had to happen to me in this conversation is it was fully led by Kevin Durant and it was them saying, what do you want? How do we appease you now? Do I think that that's necessarily healthy? I mean, it was a great, great for Kevin Durant staying. It benefits us. The team obviously keeps the talent, keeps the, the, the chemistry that we want and that we had last year. But what does that mean for Steve Nash's coaching strategy? Is he going to go along and toe the same line that he was doing? There was a lot of gaps in the defense. There was a lot of offensive question marks. There was a lot of uh, uh, inbounding question marks, a lot of mistakes made on simple, just on simple offensive setups, to be honest. What does Kevin Durant now have to do with that? Are we rethinking our strategy? Who are we bringing in to help shape this offense or have Kevin Durant to be more to his, his liking? So I'm curious to see what gets changed strategy-wise based on this conversation. 
So we don't have to role play, but I would have played the role of Rich Kleiman. I think you could have played the role of Sean Marks. I, I think in the future we can have that conversation. Um, I think that Steve Nash is on a very short leash. I think that's obvious. I think that Sean Marks and, and KD, you know, at the end of the day, look, Steve Nash has to step up and say, I haven't been good enough. And that was definitely mentioned in the conversation. I think Kevin Durant, you're going to see some hirings as far as assistant coaches go that Kevin Durant's going to have a serious say about because part of the reason he was upset in the first place was, you know, guys like Adam Harrington not being anymore here anymore. Ime Adoka, head coach of the Boston Celtics. Mike D'Antoni left after his season. The list of guys that I think KD was bought into as far as assistant coaches goes, goes on and on and on. And I think that's something that he's going to have to have more of, more of a say on uh, moving forward. Um, but as far as like who won this entire ordeal, it's the Brooklyn Nets. They come out looking very good in the sense of, you know, they didn't trade KD. They didn't find an offer they liked. They convinced a guy who wanted nothing to do with – we did have not seen one iota of positivity between Kevin Durant wanting to come back to Brooklyn until August 23rd, 2022. And no one and had to shit, lose their job. And no one had to lose their job. So Steve Nash, Sean Marks are still employed by the Brooklyn Nets. And this shit started right in the beginning of July. So the Nets held out for a month and like 20 days until finally they reached a resolution. So shout out to Joe Sy and shout out to Sean Marks for standing their ground and, and, and getting this done. This is a huge win for those guys who, listen, I, I, I'll say it. We were very critical of them. I said, from the moment this trade was requested, you have to make Kevin Durant happy because, and I mentioned this earlier, if he's not happy, why would another superstar want to come play for you? So credit to Joe Sy and credit to Sean Marks for finally resolving this. Now, you know, people asking themselves out there, is this, is this a healthy, normal conversation and conclusion, right? So he clearly made it uh, uh, obvious that he did not like Kevin Durant, speaking about Kevin Durant, did not like Steve Nash, did not like Sean Marks, did not like Josiah, or not as people, but what they were doing for this organization. And so people asking themselves right now, okay, so they all agreed to go forward, but he clearly wasn't happy with what they're doing. So is this going to kind of create a dysfunctional relationship going forward? And I'm going to counter that by making a comparison to one of my favorite movies, Troy. Starring Brad Pitt, okay? Troy was playing Achilles, who's arguably the greatest warrior in Greek history. As some people would say, Kevin Durant is the greatest basketball player in the league right now. Now, King Agamemnon, who led the Greek army that was invading uh, uh, Troy and trying to take over all of Greece, he notoriously hated Achilles as Achilles hated the king. Why? Because the Achilles, Achilles' goal was to be a glorious a legend, the best fighter of all time. King Agamemnon's goal was to control the entire world, right? So they needed to achieve their goals by doing the same thing, even though they really drastically disagreed with each other's point of views and hated each other. So my point being, Kevin Durant's goal is to be one of the greatest NBA players in history and be a legend and have, and he wants everyone to be remembering his name forever as Achilles did. The Nets organization, Sean Marks, Joe Sy, Steve Nash, are trying to win a championship and bring a championship to Brooklyn, just as King Agamemnon was trying to control all of Greece and win the war. So they both have the same goal in mind, winning a championship, winning the war. However, it may not be that their individual intentions line up. They need to work together to reach that common goal. That's why this works. That's why even though they've had problems in the past, they will put those aside 
and ultimately get what they both want, which is a championship in turn, improving both of their legacies. Okay, so I'm glad that we got like the third or fourth Troy reference from you over the past year on Fireside Nets. You seem to love referencing that movie, and I know it's one of your favorites. Not sure what our fan base thinks of the movie Troy starring Brad Pitt. Eric <laughs> that came out like 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm going to compare this situation to something um, a little bit more NBA uh, specific. This was very similar to Kobe Bryant in 07. Kobe Bryant wanted to be traded to the Lakers. There were talks about him teaming up with Dirk Nowitzki in, in Dallas. And ownership figured out a way to convince Kobe to stay. And what did Kobe do? He went to three more finals with the Lakers, won two of them against the Boston Celtics Big Three in the Orlando Magic team that had Jameer Nelson, Ray Alston, Hedu Turkoglu, Rashard Lewis, Dwight Howard. Shout out to that Magic team. But that, that was a very similar situation. So it just goes to show you, for everyone who said, oh, he's gone, oh, he's out, you never know. KD is a unique personality. Think of him what you will. As far as, you know, the off the court, his personality stuff goes, he's one of the best basketball players in the last 25 years. He's a two-time champion. He's a multiple-time scoring champion. He's a former MVP. He's done it. He's been there. And and I don't care if he tweets a little bit or he gets in arguments with reporters or guys named Tommy Beers. Whatever the case is, he is a guy you want on your basketball team. And, like, it just it just goes to show – don't sing. No. What's what's the saying with the fat lady? Not over to the fat lady sings, but that's kind nope. of offensive because we don't want to fat shame anyone. So it's okay. not over. I, I'm sorry. It was, it's an old saying. You know what? I'm not one to reference old sayings like that. So I, I guess it's not over. Listen, don't someone... make an, listen, I don't want you to be making any analogies or expressions unless it has to do with the movie Troy. Okay? Okay. Don't sing until – the movie Troy is over and Kevin Durant returns to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I want to move forward. That's why no one will remember your name. You get it. Another Troy reference. Thanks. Keep, keep referencing the fucking movie. Um, okay. What else does this mean for Brooklyn? It means we finally get to see the trio of Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, which by the way, was in jeopardy with Kevin Durant possibly getting traded. So now we get to see this vision Sean Marks had when he made the trade for Ben Simmons and we shipped James Harden out to Philadelphia. Very, very, very excited to see how Ben Simmons, who we haven't seen play in two years, fits in this offense with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I think it's going to be a phenomenal fit. Ben Simmons does not need to score the basketball. He does not want to score the basketball. Kyrie Irving and KD, they like scoring a little bit. They're going to fit like a freaking puzzle that everything just fits perfectly and you don't even have to really try. Their, their chemistry is going to be off the charts from day one, mark my words. The other thing I'll say you brought it up. Sean Marks needs to fill out this roster now as if they're competing for a championship and they're not rebuilding. You need a backup center. You potentially need another point guard and you really don't have any true power forwards on this team. So those are three positions you might want to get. I'm going to start at the backup center position. You've seen Dwight Howard's name floated a little bit uh, in free agency. You've seen DeMarcus Cousins name floated in free agency. Who would you rather have Boogie or Dwight? Um, I'd honestly go uh, Boogie because he has X Factor. Boogie could actually go on these unbelievable uh, clutch runs and hit like nine threes in a row. It happens occasionally, but to me, that's what separates two average players and two veterans kind of running out of steam at this point from each other in the playoffs. Boogie's going to hit some clutch shots. I just don't think Dwight has anything like that in his wheelhouse anymore. He's also just, I don't like his attitude. I think Boogie's still got something to prove. I think Dwight's kind of done everything he can in this league. So, uh, and Boogie's got some years on him. So I take Boogie. And I mean, he's got me, him. 
Give me Boogie too. And the reason I like Boogie is he stretches the floor um, as a backup center. He can play a little power forward if you need. Uh, Dwight is kind of Nick Claxton, just an older version, right, at this point in his career. So I'd like Boogie as well. And then you have Carmelo Anthony still looking for a home. Nets need a, a backup four potentially. I would love like- Carmelo Anthony, dude. He, dude, fuck everyone who has hating on Carmelo Anthony before he went to the Blazers and had a great year. I mean, people didn't want to pick this guy up. I mean, look at some of the talent at the bottom of this league that you're saying was was worthy of an investment and, and a chance more than Carmelo Anthony. I mean, this guy has been through it all, has been a superstar, has been an all-star, has been a, a top three player in the league. So to see him come back out in that year in Portland when people didn't know if his career was over and just shoot lights out as that third or fourth option on the team after Damon McCollum, that was awesome. If Carmelo can play his role like Vince Carter did, right? Richard Jefferson did toward the end of their career. I'm not the guy I used to be. How can I contribute to a championship contending team? If Carmelo can take smart shots, he stretches the floor, he's size, he can rebound, he's an okay defender. I mean, he does what, uh, uh, you know, Royce O'Neal, Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, he can do, you know, he's obviously not as much of a defender as Bruce Brown. He's not as much of a three-point specialist as Joe Harris, but he's the size we were looking for in those uh, two, three, four positions that we were playing small at. So Carmelo, to me, is a great choice. Does he have maybe one or two years left at this point? Pushing on three if the dude really wants to run the marathon. But I like that a lot. That, to me, would be very exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I think Melo would be a nice fit. Uh, I think if you get Melo and Boogie and you already picked up Royce O'Neal and TJ Warren and you have Seth Curry and Patty Mills coming back and you have Kyrie, KD, and Simmons and Nick Claxton and Joe Harris, all you really need is a backup point guard at that point, I think. At least one more just for safekeeping. Um, fun fact and shout out to Doug Barrick, uh, a guest, uh, former guest of Fireside Nets. I think he's been on the show two to three times. Uh he pointed out that 823 today is Sean Marks' 47th birthday. So not only does Kevin Durant and you know and, and his return get announced, but it's also the general manager's birthday, who again has been under a lot of scrutiny, but he, he handled this situation well. Um, before we get to Twitter reactions, I do want to give Scoop B his credit. If you follow Brandon Scoopy Robinson, I shout him out a lot on this podcast. He's also a former guest. We've basically had everybody on Nets Twitter on this show. If someone on Nets Twitter hasn't been on this show, it's probably a good chance they'll be on the show in the near future. Uh, Scoopy has been calling this from the get-go. He said that Kyrie wanted to stay in Brooklyn. He said that there was a, a strong possibility that Kevin Durant would return to Brooklyn. We would see this team on the court back together again next season. And he's been ridiculed. People on Twitter have hated on him. Uh, they said he doesn't have any real sources. He's got to be laughing at everybody because he's called this sort of triumphant return from KD to the Nets and Kyrie to the Nets. He's called it the whole way. So shout out to Scoopy Robinson. Give him a follow on Twitter. He's an excellent, excellent reporter. Um, all right, Nick, are you ready for some Twitter reactions? Let's do it. All right. So obviously when news like this breaks, Twitter explodes. Uh, the first reaction is from Pat Beverly reacting to Kevin Durant's decision and tweeted, y'all can sit and don't say nothing, but that ain't cool. It's dudes with families out here who haven't got a job because of this KD shit, and to be on and off ain't cool. Blessings, gang. To which KD responded, hashtag blame KD. (laughs) Listen, Pat Bev is just a shit stirrer. Everybody knows that. He's looking for a reaction. He loves to stir the pot. Um, 
listen, KD is in a position, unfortunately, this is a business and he's in a power position where he can kind of do what he wants in order to get what he wants. So as much as people are going to hate on, you know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get an opportunity. I'm trying to make more money in this league. Sorry, Pat Bev, you're bottom of the totem bowl and KD at this point gets to do what he wants. Keep fighting for a spot and your time hopefully isn't over. But I, I think, I think he's just trying to make a little scene, be, be dramatic. He also responded to hashtag blame KD. Pat Bev did, and he wrote, damn gang, who said I was talking about you? I'm speaking of how it was done. Both sides need to, need to keep that private, but noted. And then he put a noted emoji. Um, we move on to Frank Fleming, former guest on the pod, also part of Barstool. Shout out to uh, Frank the Tank. He wrote to Fireside Nets on Twitter, and he asked, are we done with the bullshit? It's a good question. Uh, Not until Ben Simmons steps on the court. For now, we're done with the bullshit. I think that – look, I don't want to say that this is a, a, a leaking ship and we plugged you know, a few holes in and it's still going to leak. I don't think that's the case. I think this was a ship that needed you know, it needed its sail, right? And Kevin Durant is that sail. So now that you have the sail, we have a few new pieces on the ship. We have a few old pieces returning. Uh, the ship's ready to go, okay? So until then, I'm going to say yes. For now, yeah, we I are mean, done with the bullshit. I like that sail analogy because it reminds me of the movie Troy when the Greeks Stop. Are- <laughs> Stop. No more. No more. Okay, we're moving on. Alex B., co-host of Bad Weather Fans and Nick Central on Twitter. He's also a good friend of the program. I'm sorry. His co-host, Mike Baseglia, who's a diehard Nets fan. Mikey B., good friend of the program. They uh, are hosts on the Bad Weather Fans podcast together. Alex B. wrote, Wusai clan ain't nothing to F with, which I thought was pretty clever. And he wrote KD coming back with his tail between his legs. Sure. It'll work out great. LMAO. You know how we shut up a guy like Nick central, AKA Alex B. We win the fucking championship. So listen, everyone still has a right to make fun of us. I think guys like Alex, Nick's fans, Nets haters, they can poke fun because it's been three years of failure led up to the point where our guy was so fed up with it, he wanted out. But you shut up a guy like Nick Central by winning the whole damn thing. So still, Woodside clan ain't nothing to F with. One of my, uh, one of my favorite replies. Uh, shout out to Matt Brooks, Nets Daily reporter. He wrote, and former guest of the pod, he wrote, Nets fans should be thanking their lucky stars for Rudy Gobert. There is a lot of truth to that tweet. If the Rudy Gobert trade doesn't get made and the Nets don't really have uh, an understanding of what the market could be for KD, I think there's a strong chance that the Nets end up settling and they end up getting a not as good return as they were asking for. But that Rudy Gobert trade happens, Utah gets a million first round picks, and all of a sudden the Nets are like, if Rudy Gobert is getting that return back, Kevin Durant is four times the player that Rudy Gobert will ever be We're asking a team to basically strip their entire future for Kevin Durant and anything less is irrelevant. So shout out to Matt Brooks. I thought that was a good tweet. Nets Daily Reporter. Um, You have any any comments on that? No, I think that's that's well said. And I like that Gobert went to the T-Wolves. I think that's a cool team that we actually don't have to worry about because they're in the West. But I am curious to see how Gobert, KT, you know, D'Angelo, all those guys play together. Anthony Edwards. All right, shout out to Brandon at BL City 5 also another former guest on the pod. He tweeted, man, did the NBA fuck up by not putting KD Kai Simmons return to Philly on Christmas Day? 
I think this is hilarious. And I wrote this a few days ago because when I saw, you know, the NBA Christmas schedule come out um, and the Nets weren't on there, I wrote, imagine if KD comes back, how stupid the NBA is going to look. Lo and behold, that's what happened. Now you don't have potentially the front runner in the East on Christmas Day. That's just pathetic. It's funny because the NBA bet and they lost. So I, the fact that they didn't have any inside knowledge on what Kevin Durant was going to do is, is mind-blowing to me. Yeah, no, that's fair. And that just made me think of the whole Adam Silver thing when he expressed disappointment in the way uh, a lot of these business deals, a lot of these transactions were being held. He didn't like the manner in which they were being held in. You got to wonder if he has something to do with this scheduling. You see if, you know, if he's kind of pu- pulling and pushing uh, the pieces a little bit to spite a few of the way uh, a few players or teams or way things are being handled. No, agreed. Um, and the other thing I was, I was going to say is um, imagine if Adam Silver, Adam Harrington, and Adam Sandler are all in the same room and someone says, Adam, who do you think resp- responds first? Uh, Adam Silver, because he's the tallest. That's true. Um, and then my favorite tweet of the day, I'm going to end, end my Twitter stuff here, uh, from NBA reporter Brian Lewis who covers the Nets a little bit, he wrote, just to be clear, this isn't a situation of the Nets convincing Kevin Durant to give them a year to run it back for one season in a championship or bust swing and then move him next summer. They plan on this being a long-term marriage. So not only is Kevin Durant recommitted for this next year, he's in it for the long haul, which I love. I look at that and say, you know what? When you get married, you're always going to have your struggles. But that's why couples renew their vows. When they met in Los Angeles, it was just a matter of KD, Sean Marks, Joe Sy, Steve Nash were renewing the vows that they set forth when they married each other a few summers ago. So I love the fact that Brian Lewis reported that. I think that's getting lost in everything, that this isn't a one-year thing. He's in this. He, he wants to grow a championship franchise in Brooklyn. I also hope that KD finds love outside of basketball one day um, with whomever that may be. I just Maybe that would make him just a happier, all-around, more content person. Um, and, yeah, I hope, you know, married to the game, but one day married uh, outside of the game in real life to a, another human being. And one other thing with, uh, with um, Brandon, BL City 5 uh, he wrote a specific person has to be in shambles um, because that a lot of people, and I don't want to name this person because I don't think it's fair to call people out at this stage of the game, but a lot of people were so convinced that Kevin Durant would be a Phoenix Sun or he was going to be on the Miami Heat, or he was going to be a Boston Celtic. And they literally said that over and over again, KD is going to the Suns, book it. These are what my sources tell me. He's going to the Suns. He's going to be a Sun by this date. Kyrie will be a Laker by this date. All those people look so bad right now. And it's not me hating. It's just you don't know until something is done, right? You're innocent until proven guilty in our justice system. It's, it's the same thing. So don't jump to conclusions Wait to see how things play out because if you, if you don't and you make these wild predictions or you have a little bit of information that this might happen, but you don't have the full story, you're going to end up looking like an asshole. I know. It's like when Hector thought he was killing Achilles, but he killed his cousin Patroclus. And Achilles had to kill Hector because he assumed it was an intentional murder. I hate you so much. I hate you. Stop with the Troy references. All right? I, I really I, I just can't do it anymore. En- enough. Are you done? Can, can, we, can we cut it out with the Troy references? Yeah, that was my last one for now. That was your last one? All right. Give me your final thoughts on everything KD related. Championship. That's it? Championship or bust? Yeah. 
Look, I, I absolutely love this for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, this is something that I, I thought might happen uh, when I saw that, you know, the Nets sort of stopped calling teams. Um, and the fact that this has come to fruition and, and they figured out a way to work this out, uh, it's, it's just – it's amazing. And, you know, I have the same – the same jubilation I had um, when he signed and Kyrie signed a few years ago, like that same sense of excitement uh, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling. So, um, you know, shout out to, to Kevin Durant for, for finally coming around and, and giving the Nets a chance to explain themselves. Shout out to Joe Sy and Sean Marks for, for setting up the, the, the meeting and, and getting this done. Um, you know, all I got to say to end this podcast is you speak of war as if it's a game, but how many wives wait at Troy's gates for husbands <laughs> they'll never see again? That's that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you guys for listening to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media and the movie Troy and Slate Milk. In theaters, and, in theaters now, <laughs> Troy. And, and everybody who listens to this podcast, you know, I apologize that we didn't record last week. I apologize for not recording last night. Um, but, you know, life works out funny sometimes. And if we recorded last night, we would have missed this news. So I'm thankful for, for the way, you know, it worked out. Uh, and I'm just happy to be a fan of this organization. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just jubilant right now. Shout out to Nets fans. Shout out to Nets Nation. Hashtag Nets World. Uh, shout out to Empire Sports Media. And thank you guys for listening to another edition of Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick. Nick, I'm going to ask you to close it out. Yeah, what's up? What's up? It's your boy. I'll catch you no. on the fireside. Yes.